It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano, with our co-host, with my co-host, I should say, Aaron Koenig. Hello. Hi, Aaron. And today, welcome. Welcome. And we are here today with Tony Shields, uh, standout Milwaukeean slash Chicagoan. Yeah. And Tony's going to beguile us with his uh, brush with greatnesses. Yeah, I've got some stories to tell. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm here to tell stories. I'm storytelling today. So, Yay. Um, so, Tony... Hey, you are first cousins to former first lady Michelle Obama. I am. I am. We are first. We are first cousins. Her uh, mom and dad. Her mom and my dad are brother and sister. Okay. So, um, yeah, they are. Uh, um, I think believe they're two of seven, and uh, yeah, they're brother and sister. So Michelle and I are first cousins, and we're um, we are one year apart. So um, well, uh, we were. Pretty, pretty close as, as young kids, uh, age-wise and kind of activities and fun-wise and family-wise. So, yeah. Oh, excellent. So we're going to probably take a progression here and start out. So what was, I guess, a little expose. So you said you, you were a year apart with Michelle. Mm -hmm. And the day after, I think, the, it was either the day after the election, no, it was the day after the inauguration, you posted a Facebook picture. Okay. That... It, it makes me laugh because here's a little picture of Tony and, and it's, it, it's a Kodachrome. I mean, it's, right. it's, yeah. it's fading red. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Picture from 1969, Christmas 70, probably. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and here's a little Tony and little Michelle. And it's, it's funny how much she hasn't changed. She looks exactly this all, almost same hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> almost same hair. Yeah. And and that was and that was the caption. Even back then, she had great hair. Even back then, she had great hair. Yeah. The 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 extra side of it were that um, her brother Craig and my brother Mike were also in the picture, and I cropped them out. But what's fascinating is is that both Mike and I are dressed alike, and and Michelle and her brother are dressed alike in the photo. So it's it's total Aww. it's it's a total seventies picture of yeah. early seventies picture of a I believe it was Christmas. At my grandfather's house that that picture was taken. Uh, my grandfather on Chappelle Avenue on the south side of Chicago. So, okay. so what what was I guess you know you were cousins, you were first cousins. Obviously, you got together on holidays mm -hmm. based on that picture. But what what was your relationship like with with her and your other cousins? Were you, you know, guys close? Um, yeah. So um, we it, it was our family, um, the Shields family, um, the Robinson family, which is which is Craig and Michelle's, and um, the Dunbar family which uh, was um, another aunt and, and her kids. And we were all, we were all pretty close. Um, we did a lot of major holidays together. So we would do, you know, like most families do, we do the major holidays and, you know, we would always do the, um, the, the kids in the basement kind of thing, entertaining ourselves. So a bunch of kids giving each other crap all day, all day. Um, a lot of fun with that. Um, my my favorite holidays in terms of recollection with my family was um my my grandpa um uh Purnell um was he you know he was he was he was a family gathering guy you know he was the guy who you know he he was a big dinner for breakfast guy so he'd pick up the phone and go hey i made you know six dozen waffles get over here get over <laughs> and eat so we would go over to his house and we'd have great meals and and 
a lot of great fun. And um, one of my one of my favorite memories was we would go over there for the Fourth of July, and you can imagine the huge kids table on the back porch of the house and putting the the sauce on the ribs with a paintbrush and just having a great time and kids being kids and and just goofing around and having fun and and also you know we would <clears throat> we would really get excited because like like I was saying we're we're pretty close in age so whenever we were whenever my parents would say to us. Um, we're going over to Craig and Michelle's house. We would always be really excited about that. And, you know, our parents, one of the, one of the really cool things about our parents was that, you know, our parents were, you know, there was just always laughter, always, always laughter. And, and, and we, our guard was down, but I remember Michelle, Michelle, Craig and Michelle's dad, Frazier, um, who obviously had a huge influence on them. Um, you know, he was the kind of person he would, he was that uncle, you know, who would um, call you over when you got to the house and he'd say, step into my office <laughs> and he'd step over to him and he'd just ask you a bunch of questions. And at, at the time, as a, as a nine or 10 year old, you thought, oh, oh my goodness, I'm in the middle of this grilling, you know, from this guy. But he was just asking you questions and, and getting you to articulate and communicate and be an effective speaker and communicator and, you know, we, we, as kids, when we were hanging out with our parents, we were never meant to feel like we were inferior because we were kids. We were never shut down because we were kids. We were never told not to be good storytellers. We always had a contribution to make in terms of good stories and good conversations. And, you know, sitting in, sitting in the kitchen of um, my cousin's house, uh, it really is one of my um, most favorite memories as a child growing up was just spending the time with our family, spending the time with the Robinson family, uh, as well as my other cousins, the Dunbars mm -hmm. and just having a lot of fun, right. just so, being kids and being us and, and having fun and imagination. Yeah. And so how many, how many, how many kids were running around? Oh, so it wasn't a ton. Cause, um, um, Dunbar's had three, my brothers and I were three, Craig and Michelle were two, um, one that's, of, that's, it's that's nice size, good size. It, you know, it's like, and we we're all relatively the same age. And what was what was interesting, uh, one of the one of the fun things that we did that we did do as kids. Um, so this is you know this is the seventies. This is early to mid seventies, and um, music was a big part of our family. My dad, my my um, my grandpa was a musician. He was a drummer. My brother, my dad played the cello. Met my mom in the orchestra in high school because she was a violinist. And so music was always a huge, huge part of our family. It was a huge part of kind of who we were. And um, so we would, uh, a big thing that we always did was we would pull out the Jackson 5 albums and we all had a role that we would play within the family around uh -huh. who was going to sing what parts and who was going to perform what parts. And we had dance steps. We had elaborate stage shows. We put them on for the parents. And that was like our big thing yeah. was getting down to Jackson five records yeah. and, and, and playing our music. <laughs> so that was like a big, you know, it, it, it was, ex, you know, it was a huge starting point for all the, all the great music that we listened to as kids growing up. That was like a big part of kind of what we were doing. So. No wonder you like to be over there. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it 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 really was. It was it was a lo it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. But you know, it, it was interesting because there was, you know, there was there was a lot of focus and and and, and a lot of fixings in terms of you could kind of tell, you know, it, th th there's no there's no surprise in many respects when you are meeting someone who you really believe 
is destined to do great, destined for greatness. Mm-hmm. The whole mm-hmm. notion of greatness, um, you you can start to see it, you know, developing. And I remember, you know, one of the really cool things about one of the really cool things for me being a year younger than Michelle and being pretty impressionable, being relatively impressionable around her was 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 for her. You know, she had a lot of focus and. You know, one of the things that we did, one of the great board games that we played when we were little was we always played the game of life. And, you know, so we were always thinking about, you know, so if, if you, you know, that portion of the, of the, uh, of the game where you're in your car, I believe you get married first, but uh, no, you don't get married first. I think you, you choose a job. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go to college or straight into business. It was right. like how the commercial was going to college or straight into business. Right, and right. I remember I would, yeah, I would sit there and I would sit at that fork in the road and Michelle every time would go, go to college, go to college, go, go down the college road. And so you go to college and your life would be, I based on the game would be substantially better because of education. And, and so that was always a piece within our family that we were we were always thinking about education. We were always thinking about the importance of education, always thinking about the importance of our future. And um, probably the first moment that I was impressed by Michelle where I thought, wow, she's going places, was when she skipped the second grade. I distinctly remember her moving from the first <laughs> to the third grade and thinking to myself, yeah, she's got it going on because if she can skip the second grade, she's got opportunities in her lifetime. She's going to have a good life because she she was able to pass, she was able to skip a grade. So, <laughs> so you guys stayed pretty close through high school. Yeah, she actually went to the same high school as my brother, um, and um, you, you know it was easy to stay close. Um, uh, Michelle's brother Craig was a uh, pretty good athlete. Uh, in at the high school level in basketball, so we would follow and go to a lot of his games. We would we would do a lot of things uh, relatively as a family. Um, yeah, we stayed pretty close throughout you know throughout the high school up until up until high school time, uh, and then when people started to kind of go away to college and mm-hmm. kind of separate, you know, I when I in, ended up moving to Milwaukee, okay. um, was there was a little bit of a there was a little bit of a dead period in there where sure. where I wasn't in touch as much as I right. probably in retrospect, would have liked to have been. Right. So, so through college years then, were you, you you'd go home on holidays. Yeah. And yeah. did you still get together a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we would. I mean, uh, you know, there were, yeah, there were kind of the standard, the big holidays, 4th of July. Um, Thanksgiving was a big holiday for us that we would always do stuff. Uh, yeah, we still get together from, from time to time during the holidays, yeah. All right, so I kept in touch. So I guess the next really big step here was um, – and I'm just looking at my notes here so I can get them right. Um, Michelle goes to law school mm-hmm. um, and meets Barack yep. Obama. Mm-hmm. Or was he Barry? Barry. Or was he Barack? Bar- he was Barack. He, he was Barack at that time? Okay. <laughs> he was Barack. Yeah, he was Barack. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he was Barack. <laughs> so do you remember that first meeting? Yeah, I do. I, I remember it. I remember it distinctly because. Um, I met Barack for the first time because I've been I had been up in Milwaukee and I had I had personally lost touch, um, uh, lost a lot of direct touch uh, with family in Chicago, and um, so the first time that I met Barack was when um, Michelle Craig and Michelle's dad passed away. Okay, um, and I remember um, you know being told, "Oh, uh, Michelle's boyfriend is going to be there." Um, um, 
nice guy and um I got a chance to meet him at that time and what was what was interesting was you know when you look back on how close um Michelle was and what a huge influence uh that her dad that her dad was um you knew that there was going to be obviously a significant void in their life that, mm-hmm. that, that this was monument. This, this was a monumental death. I mean, this is your favorite okay. uncle passing away. This okay. is, this is a, this is a person who is an anchor within your family. Right. Um, and fairly young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he had multiple sclerosis, so he was fairly okay. young. So he had, he had deteriorating health over time. Okay. And, um, but this was my, this was a monument. This was monumental. This was, you know, this was, this was a heartbreaking this is a heartbreaking death because of the magnitude that Frazier was, what he was as a man. And so you knew that there was going to be a significant void. What struck me at that time was meeting Barack was how much of an anchor he was, how much of a support system he was for Michelle that almost, I felt like, you know, she's, she's got some support in her life. She's got someone who's, Who's who's assuming a role within the family of someone who is by her side, right there? Um, it was significant uh, from from my perspective. Um, just kind of looking in and kind of peeking in at it, mm-hmm. I was I was actually very struck at that very moment and very impressed by kind of kind of who he was and uh, just how he carried it, how he carried himself, and how he carried it, you know, on a on a regular basis, on on on, on that basis in that particular situation. Okay. And then he was really stepping up to the plate. He was really stepping up to the plate. He really stepped up to the plate, uh, and it yeah. felt it felt authentic. It, it it felt like it was right. Uh, he wasn't overstepping. He was just there. Which in that situation, I think that's what you need. You need someone to be there and be present. And and he really was. Okay, so he's there with support and took more of a, a background yeah. role, but yeah. he was there for yep. her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long had they been seeing each other at that time? Boy, I. I I'd have to go see that movie uh Southside with you or whatever <laughs> it was that they made to get the to get right. the calendar right but I think that they were they had been seeing each other for maybe a couple of years at that point okay maybe a couple okay, of years Okay so they were kind of settled in Yeah their, they were settled in in a relationship at that point yeah Okay yeah and Oh good cuz I was afraid he didn't even get to meet the dad <laughs> No he did he did he did he did Um if it was a movie of the week he wouldn't have but yeah. you know um it's not it's real life so fortunately <laughs> Well, and again, I think that really does, having that experience, you get a good perspective of right. how things are. Exactly. Um, now, it sounds like that group of cousins that you got together with, mm-hmm. very male dominated. Um, I mean, your your brothers. Me, me and my brother, uh, my, my cousin Alfonso, my cousin Craig, and then it was Michelle, Linda, and Stephanie. So my okay. brothers Mike and Mike and okay. Mike and David, we call my younger brother Short. That's his nickname. So it was Mike and Short, me and Mike mm-hmm. Short, and then there were a couple of girls there. So they they were able to, you know, they, there was a check and balance system relative okay. to the did, kids. I mean, did you guys feel protective of your female cousins? No, they didn't need it. <laughs> they they no, they didn't need it. They didn't need it. They you know they they called BS. They they called us out. They you know I was the kind of kid who. So my brother, my brother was an arguer. He was like a perennial arguer. My younger brother was was little because he was seven years younger than I, than me. Um, you know, the, a lot of lot of jokes, a lot of laughter, but but the but the girls held their own. 
the girls held held their own okay. very strongly. In fact, you know, okay. like it was like don't mess with the girls because they'll they'll call you out. You know, they'll they'll okay. call you out. So was there any vetting of Barack when he first came? To so the family? there's a there's there, it's it's not my story. Uh, it's my cousin Craig's story. Um, um, there's a belief in our family, and I actually believe this too because I I actually have gone through this mindset with um with my with my own son-in-law um but there is a that there's a theory that if you want to get to know somebody um you uh take them on the basketball court you get to see you play basketball <laughs> with them and so michelle again this is my my cousin craig's story michelle asked my my cousin craig her brother would you take brock to play basketball and tell me what you think of it after you play <laughs> and so he passed the test because you know because when you it's 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 the same thing when um, I didn't realize I was vetting him when I was vetting my son-in-law, but you know, that's what we did. I took him to play basketball to get a sense of kind of who he was and how he acts, how he carries himself. What happens if he gets hard fouled? Is he calling chintzy fouls? Is he acts, you know, is he, is he, is he trash talking? What's he doing? And you know, you end up coming away and then you get asked by the person who's dating the person. So how was basketball? How did it go? And you're like, it went good. Because if it didn't go good, you'd be like, ah, I don't know about him, you know. Because there's guys, trust me, there's dudes I play basketball with yeah. who I would not want to marry my daughter, or most guys wouldn't want to marry their sister because right. you know they're jerks on the court. So, or they defer, they may pass too much. You know, it's like, oh, okay, who's the brown nose? Those kinds of things. So, so Barack's vetting was done through Craig through basketball. Through was, basketball was the way the betting was the way the betting was done. All right. So I, I'm I'm going to guess. Let's see if my notes are correct again. It was like 1992 when they got married. 93, right? 1993, 93. They got married. Okay, 1993. You attended the wedding. I did. Uh, I was an usher in their wedding. Uh, it was it was it was an interesting affair because um, um, Barack had uh, family members who were on his dad's side of the family. Some of his half brothers okay. were participating in the wedding ceremony. Um, it was, it was, a it was an, it was a great affair. It was, uh, I remember my brother saying to me, so <clears throat> I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, Ebony Jet Magazine, mm-hmm. um, in Ebony Jet Magazine, they have a photo in, in, in Jet Magazine, they have captions around like high society, highfalutin kind of weddings yeah. that happen in the African American okay. community. And my brother whispers to me, he goes, this is a Jet wedding. This is a Jet, <laughs> this is a jet Magazine wedding right here. I don't know if they ever took photos and they ended up in Jet Magazine, <laughs> but it was it was a beautiful wedding. It was a it was a beautiful day, uh, and they, uh, you know, it was it was it was it was a great it was a great great moment. Great you know great thing for the family. Great thing for them. Yeah. Okay. So. You got married shortly after, too. I got married in 19... Yeah, I got married two years later in 95. We got right. married, so I'm glad I got that right. So my <laughs> wife... Just, That's the most important day. Yeah, it was the happiest day of my life. It was September 2nd, 1995. Yes. That's, you got married exactly almost a year after we did. Yeah. I actually got married a year right after Ralph did. So right, right, right after Ralph. Day. Right after Ralph, yeah. yeah it was the Ralph's, same weekend, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. So. Yeah, same hotel. I think the big run, everybody getting married. Oh, you got married at the Midway, the Manche- too? The Midway, Manchester Inn, whatever <laughs> that was, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so we got married two years later. Okay. Yes. Um, And did they attend? They did. They did okay. attend. And, and, and I, go ahead. I was, no, I was say, I, I think there's a story there uh, with one of the, was it Pat? Or, well, or you know, it, I, I know there's, there's, well, what, what's interesting is that, so you don't know who you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right. you know, when you're in a moment like that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so there are friends and family who are like, oh my God, I was at your wedding. And they were too. I was at a wedding with the President of the United States. So yeah, so you'll seek out photos of them and you look in the background and if somebody scores, you know, you, you, you like, oh, there's Pat. There's Pat behind Michelle. So let me send this photo to Pat so right. he can claim, have his claim to fame that he was in, that he was at the same wedding as, as the Obamas. So okay. yeah. So they were there. Uh, yeah, they, they drove up and they were, they were in attendance and we were glad to have them here. And who knew, who knew, you know, well, 13 years later, who knew, right. you know, who knew? I, I thought there was more of a story to that with somebody having a little too much to drink and you know, it's funny when you when you get to everybody's got a story. You know, That's now funny. now you know. Oh, so so there was so yeah. We'll name names. I think it was Brian Fye's story. Maybe. Somebody was somebody was in the bathroom yeah. in the restroom uh, doing what guys a lot of guys do at weddings throwing up, and <laughs> Brian's convinced that Barack came in at some point and saw whoever it was getting sick. <laughs> Hey, your your cousin walked in when when somebody was getting sick. So yeah, that was a big that was a big story. That was, that was big, that, that's Brian's story. Yeah, that's Brian's story. That's okay. Brian's we'll story. have to get Brian and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, if you, like you said, you don't know who you don't know. So at this point, they're married. They're they're settled in the Chicago area. Yep. Um, Michelle is working as an attorney. Um, was yeah, she, she she was working as an attorney for a while, and I believe she ended up going to the city of Chicago. She worked for the mayor's office for a while. Okay. And then uh, I think then she went over to hospital administration. She was like University of Chicago Hospital okay. after that. So yeah. Um, and it's shortly after that, then that um, Barack gets elected to the state senate in yep. Illinois mm-hmm. and does two terms there. Yep. And family contact throughout that. Not not as, not as or? much. I think that's that, that was a point where where people were getting really busy. I was working for the Bucks at the time. Um, he was obviously moving towards more of his political aspirations. Uh, I probably, from a family perspective, was probably spending more time with him right when he was starting to run for U.S. Senate. Uh, was okay. when we were really was when I was was really reconnecting with the family. Okay. Well, and and, and again, it, it, to kind of look at things, you started to have children. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you, yeah. you you had a young one at that time. Yep. 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 Um, yep, yep. And. Um, yeah, Sophie and Ashley were coming along, and yeah, life was life was crazy. Well, life I would imagine crazy. for, for everybody. the life out of anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so and yeah, so we would, um, and then we were going up to. Sh- I remember uh, this would have been maybe summer of. Oh, I'm not gonna get my time. So so he had to had to run for Senate in '04. He ran for Senate in '04, and so in '03 we were at a barbecue, and he was at that point he was starting to do. Um, it was Fourth of July, and it was funny. He came to the to the family gathering later because he had marched in six parades that day. You know, because he was running for public office. And right. I remember he literally sat down for two seconds and fell asleep, like just crashed because he was just <laughs> tired Aww. from tired from running and 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 doing all the stuff in '04. And what was interesting? What was interesting was there was another party, family gathering. We got together in. Uh, in middle late summer of four, it could have even been. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Fourth of July, but it was. It was sometime in July, and it was just before the um, the uh, Democratic uh, National Convention for president in 04. So okay. Kerry was Kerry was was the candidate, right? Um, and Michelle comes in and says, "Hey, Barack's going to speak at the Democratic National right. Convention." 
And to the culture of our family, you know, we give each other crap. People are giving <laughs> each other crap, right? So we're like, Democratic National Convention, what's he going to speak? Noon on Monday? When are they going to roll him out? Right. You know, is he going to come out between, you know, the guy who tells a couple of jokes in a band? Or, right. So what's that going to be like? And then so a couple of days later, you know, you start to see the, the itinerary. It's like, oh, my goodness, he's giving the keynote. Yeah. My goodness. I remember that That's speech. A, and, 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 he, and he gave it. And he killed it, and it was like this guy is a star. I remember this guy. This man is a star. I remember seeing that speech. Yeah, watching it on television, and not never having seen him before. Right, and having no idea who he was, mm-hmm. and it was kind of one of those. Who is this guy? Who is this dude? Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's he's. Was he just elected to the Senate? No, was, he was running. He was he was running for the U.S. Yeah, he was a candidate. So he was still just a, a state senator. Yep, still a state, a state senator. senator. And but I remember watching that and thinking, "Oh man, there's yeah. a guy that's going to be." And 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 my my thought process was not next not next election, but the elect you know somewhere yeah, in the future. Somewhere in the future, this guy's going to be there. Somewhere somewhere in the future, and um, very impressive. Yeah. Somewhere in that the I took note of that, and then he's on the national stage, well, and he's there four years later. Well, it's funny if you look at the uh, the YouTube video of that speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he's twelve years old. Yeah. <laughs> His hair is jet black. Yeah. His voice is about six octaves higher than <laughs> what they are today. Yeah. Uh, and he's and 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 he, you know, he obviously with the amount of public speaking that you do as the president of the United States, your, your delivery just changes. And so one of the things that sticks out for me with that speech is his sheer authentic excitement, just how excited he is Mm -hmm. to just be in that moment. Right. And you could feel it. You could feel the excitement. He spoke a little bit faster than he normally does. Then he became, there was a lot of energy in that speech. There was a lot of energy in that speech and a lot of authenticity. And it was real. It was a, it was a real moment. I think for, for America. It was a real moment to, to just reflect on kind of who we are. And there were messages that, you know, we got it. We get caught up in all this politics, the polarization of politics. But, you know, if you distill it back, you know, he's talking about an America that uh, he was talking about an America that I think people wanted to hear that message. People mm-hmm. wanted to hear that type of message at that time. And that's yep. really why it resonated was because he was speaking to people and, and really giving them, a voice to what giving voice to what a lot of people had been saying up to that point. Mm-hmm. So this is 04. He yep. makes the speech. Um, it's intermittent family gatherings. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, do they move to Washington after he gets elected to the mm-hmm. U S Senate? Nope. They were living in, uh, they're living in Chicago. So the way the Senate works, I think you fly in to do your, uh, when non recess, I think you go in Monday night, you come back on Thursday. Okay. Um, so hey, Michelle hey. and the, Michelle and the kids stayed in, in Chicago and, uh, he would come in on the weekends and do his thing, yeah. uh, do his, do family, do family stuff and do local politics stuff. So he sure. was, he was a commuter at that point. Okay. And relationship, uh, I would imagine you've got a couple kids, they've got a couple yeah. kids, your other cousins have a couple kids, yep. your brothers, yes. your brother. uh, brothers, brothers both had kids. Yeah. Both brother, uh, younger brother had kids, had, uh, had kids in the two thousands. My older brother um, had his daughter in '09, so they, he was a little bit, he was a little bit farther. Okay, far his 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 uh, dad 
experiences were a little bit farther along. Okay. So, so but you're you're getting together for at least yeah, a we're holiday getting together or two. For, getting, we're getting together for Thanksgiving and getting together okay. for holidays. Yeah. And and Thanksgiving was um the Robinsons? Yeah, that was our thing. Well, it was it was the at, I, at that point it was uh the Obamas because they okay. had purchased their home uh in Chicago and so they were they were hosting Thanksgiving for us. Okay. But that had been you said kind of grandfathered yeah, in because it was her mother's holiday because her mom was was hosting Thanksgiving before that. Prior okay. To that, so. What holiday did you guys get stuck with? Um, we just you know we were the West Siders on this on a big South Side family, so we okay. would just get in our car and drive out there. <laughs> you know, bring bring some food, bring okay. some. I don't even know what my mother's specialty was. Right, pull up with a casserole or a Jello yeah, mold. Just or... roll up, yeah, <laughs> roll up. We would bring uh, same joke every time. We bring uh, we. Uh, my wife um, was big on the veggie and cheese platter, and uh, so we'd walk in the door, and uh, they say, "What you bring?" And we'd say, "Oh, we brought the we brought the uh, we brought the uh, sausage and cheese platter." And Barack would always go, "Wisconsin cheese." We go, "Yeah, Wisconsin cheese." So yeah, he was he was attuned to it, and you know he he was uh, you know he was he was good. He was he always you know asked about you know whenever we would have conversations, he'd always ask about Wisconsin and. I think one of the, and this even happened during the presidency, um, you know, he, he was, you know, we would, we would sit around and just kind of do our thing. You know, there was no, there was no pontification. There was no, you know, there was no, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm me. I'm, I'm, I am, you know, there, there was no, Oh, you felt it because you knew you had, you know, 300 friends that envied you being in that situation. Right. But you know, there was never ego. It was all straightforward. It's always talk about family, always talk about raising kids, always talk about what's going on in our lives. What's happening in Milwaukee. You know, what's going on in Milwaukee. What's happening in Milwaukee. And we just talk about, we just talk about stuff. And we would, I remember one year we had a lot of fun sitting around. We were driving down in Chicago we were driving down, our family was driving down from Milwaukee and we and got engulfed in this conversation about sport, not a sport. <laughs> and so we were like, all right, so basketball, sport, uh, gymnastics, sport, darts. And then we, and we debate and we ended up going down to Chicago and s- legitimately had a three hour conversation debate among all of us about what's a sport and not a sport and arguing, you know, well, if you, if you hold a beer in your left hand while you're throwing something with your right, is that really a sport? And I'm like, well, if they keep score, it's a sport, you know? So yeah, there goes softball. That's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. Bowling sport. Yeah. Darts, maybe not. So, you know, we, so, I mean, and that's, that's what the culture of our family was like, you know, just a lot. It it was the same as when we were growing up. It was um, a lot of laughter and Mm -hmm. just, you know, a lot of real talk and just hanging out. So he so he melded well with the family. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So he fit right. Well, I suppose in. it'd get really old really quickly if he started spouting and pontificating. Yeah, and, exactly. Oh, here comes that guy again. Yeah, and, and and it's funny because you'd you'd, but there would be kind of incremental things even at that point where you're like, holy Moses, you know, this is rare. This is I don't get this at you know you wouldn't get this in my house. So one time we were. <laughs> at their house and I'm kind of walking along. And so he wrote his first book that he wrote, I believe dreams of my father is what it was called. Yeah. I believe that's what it was called. And so he got a, um, he got a spoken word Grammy for that. So he's a Grammy winner. 
So you're walking through the house. You're walking through the house. All of a sudden, you're like, "Is that a Grammy? <laughs> is that what? You know?" So you're like those kinds of things where you know there's still a little there's still a little shake on. Oh, okay. You know, I but, am you know, dealing with somebody at yeah. a different level. Right. But yeah. But you know what? Millie Vanilli has a pair yeah. of those. So. <laughs> they gave theirs back. So oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say not anymore. Back. They don't. Okay. They gave theirs back. So. Right, see, but that, it's, it's those kinds. See, of that would have been things. my dumping on him, no matter who he was. You know, <laughs> Millie Vanilli got one of those too. But that's how it works in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Well, so then he hits the national stage. Right. Um. Oh eight elected to president. Yep. And. I got to imagine things change somewhat more. You're not pulling up onto the yeah south side of Chicago. Right. With a, well, with you a know what's, what, what's interesting is yeah. What's interesting is so in '07 there was a party within the family, a birthday party, I believe, and this was the first time that they actually had Secret Service. And it, one of my favorite stories. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know, so you can kind of feel things changing a little bit. There was no invite list or there was no vetting or any of that, but, um, my daughter, um, so she had to be nine at the time, eight or nine at the time. And, you know, she's a pretty honest kid, you know, so she does something, breaks something. She's the kind of kid that'll like walk up to you and you know, like yeah. she breaks a plate. She won't hide it. She'll like walk over to you and tell you. So she walks up to me at the party and she goes, um, Hey dad, I just want to let you know I was kicking the soccer ball in the backyard and I kicked the soccer ball out into the alley and I went and got it. And I, and I said to her, I go, you know, um, next time come get me. I don't want you to leave the yard. You know, we talked about, I don't want you to leave the yard. I don't want you to leave, go in the alley, leave the yard. Um, you know, so next time just, just come tell me, let me know. And she goes, okay, but, you know, the man in the tree saw me, so I think it was okay. <laughs> and I look out, and there's a Secret Service guy sitting, you know, standing in the perimeter of the house. So it's like, yeah, I guess this would be, I guess if there's a house that you can, like, veer off to go out and grab the ball out of the alley, it would be this house. <laughs> but but it was, it was, it was really a, um, it really was a. Uh, the beginning, you know, of okay. just the kind of how the changes were. Okay. And we, you know, we kind of, um, you know, we kind of kind of proceeded through that kind of era of it, kind of the campaign era of it. Um, we we went out to um, we Brock asked us uh, at one point. <clears throat> he he said, you know, I really like to have family, friends, and family come out and campaign for me uh, or or canvas for me during the Iowa caucus. Uh, so we went to Iowa. We got on buses. We went to Iowa. We did doors for him there. And I think that was the first time that I really felt like this is for real because you'd see the polls and you'd see them. And, and at the time this was the, the democratic primary and Hillary, you know, 15, 20 point lead on right, him yeah. at, at certain points. And, um, so you go and you canvas and you watch, you know, you talk to people and what you realize is that it's scientific there's a, there's a real science to this, not willy nilly walking on doors. There's specific people you're talking to specific, but you learn all that. And then you, what you also find out is and see is the different campaigns and how they were kind of conducting themselves. And you saw how hard the Obama campaign was working. You saw how serious they took it. And some of the other campaigns did not some of the other campaigns kind of took it for granted. 
and it was were, a little bit of a just going through the motions. It was almost? a little bit of a forecast of things that happened, you know, Throughout years the, okay. later, years later. And so when when he won in Iowa, because you never really know, right? You're excited and you're you're kind of you're surprised and you're happy and you're surprised in a happy way, but in a small way, you're like, yeah, that was supposed to happen because they really had their <laughs> stuff together okay. as a re- as related to winning the Iowa caucus and that kind of took things off and then you go through the entire election and I remember um, there were points where um, when the Wisconsin primary uh, was earlier than it is now, I think the right. Wisconsin primary is in April right. election now, uh, during, during the 08 election, the April, um, the, the, the Wisconsin primary was um, in um, February. And uh, just the number t- and how seriously they took it, and the number of times that they were in and out of Milwaukee, right? Uh, campaigning and working and talking to people and, and and doing their visits, and and so got a chance to see a lot of them at that time because they were doing a number of visits here in okay. Milwaukee at the time. And then you know they you know the way that the campaigns work, they kind of go away. And I think we had a uh, like a later in the year holiday, maybe a Labor Day holiday, where they where we got together as a family. Um, and then when we saw them in November on election night, um, that was really, that was a sign that things for me, that was a sign that things had really changed, uh, mm-hmm. that were about to really change, that it was okay. going to be very different. So you were down in Chicago. We were down in Chicago. We were at that big party at Grant Park and, um, we go in. And so what's interesting is, is that which, what, what I came to find out, which, which was really an interesting kind of statistical thing or not statistical, but just um, uh, just kind of an information piece is, you know, both presidential candidates have um, secret service details, they have mm-hmm. large secret service details. Well, as the votes come in and you get to see the, you get to see the trends of how the elections are going to go. Um, a lot of the secret service people that were working for the person who doesn't win the campaign, those guys, men and women, leave and come to the winner's campaign. So all okay. of a sudden, you get people that are coming in from Arizona who are actually coming into Chicago because you could tell that uh, McCain's was going to lose, and so he was losing that support and was going to lose them all by 9 a.m. the next morning. And so you saw this influx of Secret Service people that came into Chicago, and then all of a sudden, the access was different. There was, a, there was like a roping off. Okay. situation and it was right at that moment i literally said to myself man i don't know if i'm ever gonna see them again because you could just tell that the access to them was just going to change the okay. the, the the cell phone number that you had that you you didn't, you didn't have his blackberry you didn't number. Ha- yeah you didn't have the blackberry <laughs> number you didn't have that access you didn't have, so it really felt like there were there were there were big changes that were going to happen and it was always interesting that people were like Hey, can you get me this or can you call them up and ask them for this or that or the other thing? You know, and it's like I don't really have yeah. I have to literally wait for them to contact me in order to have that contact. in order to have the contact with them. And I think that's for everybody's protection okay. though. I think I really do think that that's oh, sure, for everybody's sure. protection. Yeah. So you mentioned that you that's when things started to feel a little bit different. Now I would imagine, you know, Barack and Michelle sat down, they got two little girls or two younger girls, I shouldn't call them little but two younger girls at the time. And there has to be a conversation about how our lives are going to change and how this is going to affect things. Was any of that kind of brought to the family before or was it kind of, 
kind of we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make an attempt here and we're it, gonna make was, a run. Or? I think it was more implied. I think you know our big thing for us was you know, I, you know I think that there were that there were kind of inherent do's and don'ts. You know I think we were, you know we we knew you know don't talk to the media, don't you know don't give any statements. Um, you know we 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 had conversations early on about how things were going to be different. What's mm-hmm. that going to look like? You know, our biggest conversations were um, probably most pragmatic person in the entire situation was Barack. And he, he was like, look, um, don't watch the news. Don't, 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 don't believe the good or the bad. There's a middle ground. There's a real story right. embedded in there. You know, so when, so when you, you know, so don't choose to go online and look at, negative negative things that are out there don't look at bad images don't believe everything you read everything you see don't internalize it when somebody says something bad about you and i remember me personally it was it was it was difficult for me because that was the beginning of so that was the beginning of newspapers really doing online platforms and so you had the anonymous comment sections right for you know the local paper here the journal sentinel right and I was rabid, like, 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 like. My wife had to have an intervention at one point. She's like, "Look, dude, you are on here fighting with these people all the time, and it's like, stop fighting with these people because they're gonna believe what they believe anyway. Right. They're gonna, you know, gonna and, and you know, you know them. You know, you know, you're not gonna change minds and hearts. Right. So, you know, just relax, you know. But it was hard. It was hard for me when I had people who, when you had people who would say like truly negative things, speaking out of a out of a realm of 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 not being knowledgeable at all, and how do you bite your lip? How do you bite down hard and say, "Okay, I'm going to let that slide," mm-hmm. as opposed to saying something to defend right. somebody who you love? Right, right. I love that you're going to bat with internet trolls. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's so fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, and 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 that's got to be tough. I couldn't imagine because it, it, you stay much more informed than I do. Uh, you're you're, you know, I'm sure you still read the paper yeah, almost every try day. To, and, yeah, and uh, I've I've kind of given up. Yeah. Um, so you're you're much more. So that's got to be tough. That yeah. had to go through a real tough period for you. And so the the election they they are victorious in the election. Uh huh. Um. So you've got to attend inaugurations. Yes. And, um, what's it like to go, I guess for the people who don't really get a chance to do that or see that and to see what we see on television. So the first, uh, yeah. What's that like? What's the energy like? So the the first, the first, we went to the first inauguration and the first thing that happens is you get the invite and then you're like, sweet, (laughs) right? You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to the inauguration. You're like, whoa. Wow. And I have no plus yeah, one. Right. You know, yeah. Oh man. You know, the you know, two daughters and a wife and you know, we gotta go, we're going to a ball, we gotta get a you know, you got so so you're 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 gonna spend a lot of money. It's so so pragmatically, that's what that's what you start you so wow, we're invited. Damn, we're invited. Because now <laughs> You know, now you're like, okay, now I gotta buy some suits. I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta step up my, I gotta step up my suspender game. I gotta yeah. do all the stuff. Um, and then you, and then you, you know, so then you're told, you know, you're gonna go, and then they, they're asking you things like your vitals. You know, so now they're asking for background information because they're gonna do right. background checks because of, you know, the, the, 
the, the spaces that you're going to be in right. and the things that you're going to do. And then, um, and then you get the itinerary and then you see that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's three hard days of not hard in a bad way, but just three hard days of just long days of just activities and stuff. And a lot of it is, um, a lot of it is very cool. Um, interesting moments that, you know, almost Forrest Gumpian, if you will, because, you're in you're you're in situations that you literally uh, don't think you'll be in. Um, there's there's a celebrity factor to it, so you you know you're seeing people more more politically famous. You know it's 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 right. it's a highly political um, situation. Uh, but you're going to things like you know you're going to you know one of the things that my, my wife talks about this a lot. Her favorite moment was. Um, was the church service um, that they had prior to the inauguration. So it was family and friends, very small invite list, very small church. I can't remember the name of the church. I apologize for that. But it was very. It was a very reflective moment, and it was an emotional moment about what was going to be happening later this day. You know, mm-hmm. this guy is going to become, he's going to be sworn in as the 44th president of the United States. So that was prior to the, this was prior. Okay. And then, you know, then you're, Oh, the other piece of it, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm bubbling back. But one of the most interesting things was we were told on the day of the inauguration, you have to report at 6am. You have to be at the, in the hotel lobby, ready to go 6am to get on these buses, to do all these different activities. And I, how I, large a group is this? Just the family? No, these were, this was, this was a pretty significant invite list. There's, there's a lot of family. There's some, some close friends, relatives, those kinds of things. Um, a couple buses, a couple, two, three buses okay. probably. Um, and, um, we were worried like, Oh, we're going to be able to get up. We're going to be able to, you know, we're going to, you know, how, how tired we're going to be. And it was fascinating because 3 a.m. That morning, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. that morning, you literally could feel the rumble of people walking down the street. People were just fired up and they were they fired up and ready to go. They were fired up and ready to go. And because they wanted to get down to the monument to get their spaces and their places. And so the energy that was just happening uh, in the area at that point um, was just fantastic. And so we ended up, um, so we went to the church service and then we went down, we went to the Capitol. Um, um, pretty good view. Cold as all get out. I mean, it was cold out there. Uh, I remember my daughters were dressed. They were dressed more for fashion than for warmth. Right. They should have been dressed for a Packer game. <laughs> right. And they had on their cute, you know, pixie skirts and, you know, their, you know, and it's like, we're all miserable, and so <laughs> selfishly, I'm watching the most monumental moment in presidential history, right. and most personal moment in presidential history. And a little bit of me is like, "Wrap it up, brother. It's cold out here, man. It's <laughs> cold outside." Start playing, play him off the stage. Play him <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> so yeah, so then we ended up we ended up doing that, and I think the night before we went to some concerts at the Kennedy Center. We got a chance to see. Aretha Franklin perform and those kinds of things. And, um, and then with the parade and then the balls were later that right. night. And then, uh, you have then, a good seat for the inauguration for the, yeah, we in? did. I, we did. We weren't on the main stage that was behind him where okay. a lot of the politicians are. We were just in front of that area. Okay. Um, so you had a good, good view. Yeah. We had a really good view. It was, you know, we had a good view and we could look back and see 
So I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of debate around what a full house at yeah. the uh, at the inauguration looks like. Right. I won't get I won't get to in, 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 into any uh, editorial comments about what that looks like, but I will say that this was a full house. from that place when you look out and you see all those people from the front from the front part of it, I actually at some levels can understand why the next president thought it was full or it looked full right. because you just see a sea of people. Right. And it's, and there's a lot of energy associated sure. around it, but you know, there were just so many people out there and, uh, people were so excited. And so we got a chance to watch the parade, uh, from the, from the presidential box. We got a chance to go to some of the balls, um, that were, that were being held. There's home States ball was the big one that we were at, uh, where Hawaii, Illinois got together and had a ball and, um, Did you attend the prime, the the big ball? I guess the presidential. Yeah, I, I so know there's, there's several. So many, there's several different balls. There's several different balls. But there's one major. Well, we got a chance to at the end of the night. We had a chance to um, uh, go to the White House at the end of the night. Okay. And it was one of those moments where we were. You're up so long. You were up so. You were so tired, but you're like you're just you're just on fumes at this point. Right. You're on a you're on adrenaline. And uh, uh, there was a kid's party that my youngest went to that was at the White House earlier that night. And we're trying to find our child, you know, at the White House. And it was it was just a crazy emotional, you know, if we if we were little babies, we would just been crying. You know, it's like one of those things where you like see a little baby and you're like, you're a baby. You're just, you're there just, was a meltdown. just okay. tired. There was a meltdown. And so, yeah, then there was another church service the next day. And then we we got a chance to do uh, D.C., kind of do DC as a family and, and kind of get a chance to know the area, get to know the area right. better so that we were able to kind of enjoy it and kind of have a game plan when we would visit in future times, future times, in future times. So I would imagine access is somewhat limited or very limited yep. at this point, uh-huh. uh, events going on for them, scheduling, obviously running a nation and being, yep what is the most powerful man on the planet for a certain, you know, when we look at military and, making decisions like that, but you know, let me back up. I'm sorry. I, I kind of got ahead of myself. I should follow my notes better, but inauguration day, inauguration ball. What was the most, well, I, I guess, uh, I guess the biggest oh wow moment was we're, we're inaugurating the first African-American president. Um, aside from that, what was your, what was your biggest oh wow takeaway? Just, Celebrity sighting, or oh. I mean, you stand there taking, you know, and standing in the urinal next to you is somebody. Uh, <laughs> I got to, whoa. I got, I was introduced by someone to outside at the inauguration. I was introduced to Denzel Washington. That was kind of cool. Um, and you're still married. And still married. You're married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't, and then swoop in on um, that <laughs> I'm trying to think of. God, it's 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 just it's just so much there. So the night before. The night before, um, the night before the inauguration, we were at the Kennedy Center, and um, they knew that there were family. They knew that his that the that the president elect's family was there, and so the 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 good people at the Kennedy Center had um, given us uh, access to different areas that the public weren't able to get into. And at one point, we were watching um, Wynton Marcellus, the saxophonist Wynton Marcellus, perform. And um, one of the staffers from the um, 
one of the staffers from uh, the uh, the Kennedy Center said, hey, would you guys like to watch the concert in the presidential suite? So we walked into the presidential suite, and then the staffer says to my brother and I, kind of whispers to my brother and I, he goes, you know, uh, this is George, this is this place is completely stocked with with um, with with George W. Forty three, uh, and he's not going to be using it because he's not coming in between now and tomorrow. We're going to restock it for the new president. Right. So anything you want, you can have. And so what? president, so President Bush was big on Jelly Bellies. That was like his thing. Right. So, but they, but so it's so it's not like the Jelly Bellies we get if we like drive down to Kenosha. Right. They're all in these presidential boxes that are <laughs> pretty cool. So my brother and I were like, well, we got nav, we got we got to house some of these, some of these, uh, some of these Jelly Bellies. So and we're like, and, and, and at one point we're like. We're gonna save them and like keep the boxes to commemorate this. And then while we were waiting for the cab outside, the line was so long we started eating them. It's like, yeah, it's what got them from the store. So we're just grabbing. But it was, it was, it was, it was just like the access. I think or being able to be behind the scenes, um, you know. And and it was, uh, you know, the greatest aha moment was probably to answer your question, Steve. The greatest memorable moment was probably at the end of the night. It's two in the morning. We're at the White House, and 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 there were all kinds of uh, political figures there at this party. Um, the um, the president comes over, sees his family, and comes right over to us and sits with us and visits with us right. and takes a picture with us. Right. And, End of the uh, night was like Cumberbund off center, was his shirt hanging. No, we were still we were still deck <laughs> we were still we were still tuxedoed out. I don't know if you've ever seen the picture. I, I should probably show it to you at some point, but um. Um, but we were able to kind of have visit with them, which, you know, which you come to realize, you know, the, the, the time, you know, the time to visit with family, the opportunities to visit family wise are far more important than a lot of the cool factor stuff that happens. Right. Just the time to visit because it's so rare right? because of the way that the access, because of the way that access is. Right. Well, there's one of the things that I've always thought about him is that he seems very family oriented. He is very he is very family he, oriented. Yeah, he's one of the few presidents that you look at him and I I think he genuinely loves his wife. He generally and he really gen- likes being with her he, and his kids. He genuinely digs his wife and he is um and and what's interesting and what was what was really cool and a testament to him is so his daughter and my youngest daughter are the same age and my oldest daughter, he really likes, really likes her. And so I think he, he gave me, I think he gives me a little bit of street cred relative to raising daughters. And so a lot of our conversations are about raising kids, okay. about daughters type stuff. Like he wants to know, okay, what's it really like when she falls in love with somebody? And how do you reconcile that? How do you vet? How do you, you know, what do you right. do? You know, what do you, what's that emotion like? Or what's it like? Right going to a graduation for real what's it like see i haven't um oh yeah we saw each other after my daughter got married so we had that conversation so he you know he he and you told him to play basketball yeah he that's right he (laughs) genuinely he genuinely sees um he genuinely cares about his family you know we're talking about you know you know what what it's like to raise your kids with you know his his greatest thing is you know i i I had the benefit of secret service you know with my kids you know but kids are still kids and what's that like? And right. they, you know, we still can be sneaky. What's, you know, what, you know, and, and he, you know, he was a big, he was big into, you know, he wasn't afraid to punish his kids. He wasn't afraid to, you know, to, 
to have for them to have implications for their actions. And there was a little bit of a there was a little bit of a culture that a lot of kids got away with murder and he wasn't going to let his kids get away with murder. Right. So he was always viewed as kind of the mean parents oh. because they were, they were willing to lock their key. You know, they were willing to tell their kids they can't do something because they right. messed up. And you know, he, he would talk about that all the time and he would say, you know, I'm trying to raise my kids with mid. I'm still trying to use Midwest sensibilities to right. raise my kids. I don't want to raise my kids coastally. I want to raise my kids right. as a Midwestern parent. And that's, and that was important. And he really, Spent a lot of time. We really spent a lot of time having those kinds of conversations, right. which, which was actually pretty cool. Right. That's got to be. I would imagine it's got to be tough having a daughter going through her uh, teenage years. years. I mean, and being not being able to sneak out or for yeah. for whatever for right. to, like to see did. the boy, like we did. Like all the all the, like all the stuff we got away like with because yeah. our parents were somewhat clueless yes. and <laughs> and, uh, and and quickly. Uh, it's Malia, right? It's the older daughter. Malia's the older okay. one. Yeah. My my family's claim to fame is my my youngest niece was at Iowa right now. Got to play tennis against her at summer camp. Oh, and her comment was, she, she said, "What kind of tennis player is she?" Well, she's really good, but there's no way she's 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, my my poor niece Madeline got her butt handed to her in tennis. <laughs> by uh, so she's looking for the how somebody kind of finagled the system or cheated. Or yeah, whatever. She's, yeah, 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 she's too tall to be she's, 16. She she yeah she's she, an, she's tall and she's, she's tall yeah. She's tall, but tall she's, she was a heck of a tennis player. Yeah, tall and, and athletic. Uh, you know, yeah. for, we have two tall parents. What did you expect? That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. She's exactly almost, right. I mean, the last picture I saw, I mean, she's taller than Michelle almost, isn't she? Or is she right there? I believe she's taller than Michelle. Yeah, the yeah. last picture that I saw published uh, in the one of the newspapers yeah. or, or online. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be tough being a dad and having that kind of scrutiny on your family. And your, I mean, as a teenager, I couldn't imagine having – it's tough enough being a teenager, right? And the scrutiny from peers and things like that. Much less now you're under the public eye yes. of an entire nation, yes. And and to try and keep those sensibilities in line, right? So, right, um, absolutely. That's crushing that they look at that holding their children accountable as a Midwestern sensibility. I mean, that's just that's a tragic commentary on our society. That that's like only found. Here. Yeah, it's only found in the great places of you know of the of the Midwest. But you know, I, but I actually I I see it more as you know more 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 as a as as a as a testament and a compliment to kind of us and kind of how Absolutely. we how right. we do what we do and 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 how we do try to stay a little bit more grounded and we are a a please and thank you right you know culture right. oh, yeah. and family and 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 that was you know I think I think you hang on to that you know as you're. In these, in, in as you're in these situations that are just so, that are just you know so absolutely a, a normal situations that that you gotta kind of hold on to something, right. and what what better thing to hold on to than Midwestern sensibilities? Right. Well, when we were in D.C., we just went to D.C. for the cherry blossoms, yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing how many people that one were able to pick out. You're from. Minnesota yeah. or you're from Wisconsin or you're you're from that area yeah. aren't you yeah and yeah. say yeah yeah how did oh, yeah. you know that yeah you guys are just so nice <laughs> you guys are so nice every single person that talked to us oh you guys are just so nice yeah. we love it when people in the midwest come here yeah yeah absolutely please and thank you absolutely yeah or holding doors I mean people yeah. are just shocked <laughs> So, it's too bad that that uh, that callousness is kind of yeah. you know that it seeps in. Yeah, it seeps in. 
So the uh, so now we spent eight years in the White House. Yep. Um. Still family dinners? Just still fa- holiday dinners? Yeah. What's so, the- um, so the Obamas had done Thanksgiving for years. Okay. Uh, leading up to the uh, uh, leading up to becoming the first family, and they, uh, to all of our delight, they kept the tradition going. So we would um we would uh, we would go out to dc every year uh for big thanksgiving for for a big thanksgiving dinner okay so just instead of driving to the west side of chicago instead of driving to the south, mean, the south side, side of west, yes instead of driving to the south side of chicago you're just going out to dc we, we would go out to dc so, so did you roll up in your car and bring your casserole you know, and your, no, your no, meat tray <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of honk we we were told ahead of time how great the pie was <laughs> So we 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 had we had relatively high expectations. Um, it was it was they were you know it was casual. If okay. if, if 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 you can imagine it, it qualified casual, I qualified casual <laughs> based on the situation. But it was you know it it was it was it was casual um, in spirit, um, buffet style. You know we'd gather around, say a prayer. Um, they had typical fixins that we had. We we would have hors d'oeuvres earlier, and so the greatest crab cakes I've ever eaten in my in in my entire life came <laughs> out of that place. I will miss them forever. On the top five of things I miss will be the crab cakes. Um, but the um, you know what was interesting was um, I think one of the most interesting things was for me the staff. Uh, that worked at the White House, and you know these guys are working on these men and women are working on the are working on a holiday. Right. Um, but you could legitimately see their excitement in seeing this family, this extended family, coming okay. into this building, I, is, coming I, into this place. So I'm guessing that was unusual. You know, the first African American extended family okay, coming into yeah. that White House like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was monumental on you know many levels. I, I mean. Um, and, you know, again, you know, we're all a bunch of people coming in from Chicago, coming in from Milwaukee or wherever we're coming in from. So a lot of please and thank you. We're not taking it for granted. Right. We're, we're just jazzed and excited to be there. And we're doing what families do on Thanksgiving. We're, we're going to we're gonna eat. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to watch football. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to chill out and have a good time. And so, um, you know, there was, you know, they, they were, there were areas for kids to play, you know, so a different, a new generation of kids, right? new generation of kids room. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it wasn't a huge, you know, it wasn't a huge gathering. I mean, it was a nice size family gathering. So right. you're probably looking at 40 people with okay. kids, 40, 45 people with kids. Okay. Um, so, you know, you got a chance to visit with everybody and have good conversations and, you know, the, the, the you know, I, I often I got a chance on on several times uh, to sit right like right at the table right next to the president, and I remember thinking to myself, "Boy, I wonder who." I bet there's tons and tons of people who would pay a lot of money to be sure. in this spot right now <laughs> yeah. to have this kind of access to the president. But you know, when we're sitting around talking, we're talking about stuff. You know, we're yeah. just talking about regular regular stuff. I mean, and one time we we got back into kind of the news and how he's covered and. You know, he said, you know, I don't, I don't watch, you know, he, he was really aloof to a lot of the, the nuts and bolts bipartisan, partisan stuff, partisan politics. Right. You know, he didn't spend a lot of time. He says, I'm not going to listen to these guys because everything I say is going to be wrong. And I'm not going to listen to these guys over here because everything I say is going to be right. And that's not the right perspective. 
and uh and we would we would hang and you know Michelle oh the other couple of things though that were interesting was um so uh you, you the history buffs going to have to tell me who built the bowling alley at the white house I think it was Linda. I think it was LBJ, wasn't it? I think it was LBJ. Yeah. So the bowling alley was still intact. So people, you know, so at the end of dinner, Michelle would get up and she'd say, "Okay, whoever wants to bowl can bowl. Go bowl." And the football game would be on. And then the White House gets the top movies before the general public does. So the kids got to screen one or two movies before they actually open for Christmas. Oh wow! So the kids would go down to the theater, watch a movie. We'd stay upstairs and hang out and. uh a lot of fun. We'd also the day before that this was a big, big thing that was a lot of fun. This was my highlight. My highlight of Thanksgiving was um, every year we would do a volunteer event, and so we would do. We would go to um, one year. We went to Capital Food Bank, handed out food. We did a couple of um, shelters. We did a veterans home at one point. All kinds of different things. They were they were great, great, great activities. But as part of that we would travel to those events via presidential motorcade. And so once a year for eight years, I got to ride in a presidential motorcade and (laughs) it is the most awesome experience. It's got, it's the sirens, it's the cars, the black cars, it's you're going up the street. And what you think is it's like a parade, but it's not, it's, it's, it is a pretty high speed, maneuver maneuvering activity where you're driving okay. along and there's just tons of people on the street because it's a presidential motorcade sure, they stop, they so look. it's just great i mean it's just it's just the it's the cool factor of being in a motorcade was just so high right. it was just really high so. so it's kind of a little bit of a preview for when you're riding a hearse yeah, yeah. That, well a hearse, go, a hearse moves slow it go you know it, you know they take your time getting you there the 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 motorcade moves moves oh. pretty quickly and and so what you hoped for was I hope there's some distance in this next one. I hope there's a volunteer opportunities on the other side of DC right. so we can spend some time in the car <laughs> doing the motorcade. So and then you you know, you get a chance to see the guys the guys that are driving, you get a chance to see all the aspects that are part of the security, the paramedics vehicle, the sharpshooters, all that stuff are all part all of that stuff that's stuff. set up yeah, already. All that stuff is part of it. Awesome. So that was eight years. You got to experience that. Mm-hmm. So it was every Thanksgiving. Yep. And, and and I guess realistically, if I'm thinking, if I if I'm doing my math and things right, by the fourth Thanksgiving, you already knew there'd be four more. By the fourth Thanksgiving, because it was post election, it yeah. was post election. We knew there would be four more. So there was never that. Yeah. Until um, until you got to number well, eight. Well, uh, so the third one, the third one, you were. You were nervous because that was the next election right. cycle was starting. But you knew you had one more. After but we that. knew we had. But we knew we had one more after that. And then yeah. And then and then the the ease of the whew, sweet four more years. You know and that, you, that comes in in uh, in uh, November twenty twelve. You're like yeah. So next year when we come, we're gonna right. you know we're gonna we're gonna visit you know we're gonna we're, we're gonna visit Mount Vernon or we're gonna go to the museum or we're gonna right. go you know yeah. So because because that was actually for us. For our family, my fam- my immediate family, that was our vacation every year was the big trip to D.C., sure. and we tried to do something different every right. year. Well, I, I told you the story before we started, but i got to tell it again. And uh, did I tell it before? Yeah, we, we, just before we started, um, your wife, Krista, and I went to high, same high school, a yep. uh, year or two behind, but was friends with my sister, and she stopped by, and this was October. She was just switching jobs. Yep. Um, 
and she needed some headshots. So I was doing some headshots for her LinkedIn and, and we kind of nudged her. It's like, Oh, so what are you doing for the holiday? You know? <laughs> and it was, uh, it, it was very, very funny. And I, we kind of all kind of laughed about it. It was very funny. She's like, well, we're going to DC again. <laughs> and it's like, and we're going to have dinner with the president again. <laughs> like very Forrest Gumpian, you know? And, and, and and it was, you know, the, the point it first, it, I guess you, I, you take those opportunities when you can get them, obviously. Right. Um, but a lot of prep work for, for you to go out there. Yes. And yes. a lot of, a lot of saving, I mean, travel plans, travel plans, saving money. Yeah, you're, you're not staying aside. in the Lincoln bedroom. That's exactly right. We're, 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 you're, you're we're traveling hotels, like we're staying, we're traveling. Yeah. We're if, flying out there. What, you know, one of the, so I think about this. So one of the things, so. You know, in addition to that trip, there were a couple of additional trips. There were a few other visits out there. And literally, I thank my lucky stars. Like, I'm like, boy, thanks for that one, God. Because of all of our trips out there, we never had a travel snafu. Of all the trips we had out there. It's like the guys were really, the travel guys were really smiling on us on this thing. Because we never had the sideways snowstorm or... We never had to. We were never delayed, and you know, we and we took. You know, it's it's interesting. What's fascinating is the consistency of that trip tells you the 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 changes in air travel over oh, the yeah. course of these past eight years. Yeah. It's like you know, the first year out there, I think we 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 rode out for the inauguration. We were on a really really nice plane on United. I think right. the last time we were like literally on a Fred Flintstone plane, you know, kind of <laughs> using our feet to 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 raise off the ground. But we were. Um, but we, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of planning and, you know, there, there is the, the, the notion of, you got to kind of wait to be invited, you know, you right. get, you got to, you know, so you got to get the invite. So now, is, it an, offici- is, it, is it an official presidential or in that case? No, it was, it was, it was a, just, staffer, it was family. a staffer would send uh would send an email out saying, you know, we're going to have Thanksgiving. Okay. Here's the date, you know, we're going to have Thanksgiving. Here's a time more information to come. Okay. We'll let you know what the volunteer opportunity is going to be like. Right. One of the other things that happened was in the first few years, um, uh, the first lady's brother was the head coach at uh, Oregon State University, and so he would schedule a game out there every year. So we would go to a basketball game. Okay, um, they would play, you know, uh, George Washington University or somebody like that. Right. So there was a weekend of activities, yeah. of stuff that we would do. So you know, it, it wasn't just the night right. of Thanksgiving. So there was all kinds of stuff. So you know, it was just a, a time, to, a good opportunity to spend a lot of time with family. Sure. That, and that really, ultimately, that's what it was. That's what was the great thing about it was spending time right. with some folks. Now, aside from pardoning the turkey, his yeah, uh, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> did, you, did you attend those? Did you get to attend those? I did, I did not attend those. Those were usually in the morning. I okay. would be get up and see them do it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, aside, from the, I guess being president's a twenty four seven job. It's right. it, you're always. Yep. Is this one of those rare occasions where, I mean. I'm sure there's there's briefings every day. There's yep. people coming whispering in his ear every day. But is this a time where, as again, the most powerful man on the planet, the weight comes off the shoulders for a couple hours? Or, I mean, is he allowed to be a fan? You know, is is yeah? And, and, and I just watch the game. Yeah, yeah. I most mean, year, that, most years, yes. Okay, most years. But you know, but but I but to be honest. We all we all have the job that we do. Mm-hmm. We all have the person that it's in our family that has that job. Right. That you know they're kicking back, but 
you you know that they're thinking about stuff and you know oh, sure, that they're sure. you know you know that there's a bigger thing going on but yeah i mean they you know they 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 had an opportunity to let loose but again i mean it, i think a lot of it was rooted in the fact that they were spending time with family right so and 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 hanging out yeah. and and you know enjoying the fact that their family was enjoying right. the fact that they were there and having so much fun sure the uh i guess you know uh, I, I I would picture being the president sometimes as you sit down, you eat dinner, and then you shake hands, you guess you say, and then all of a sudden somebody comes by and says, "Mr. President," and you're gone for yeah. Did that? I mean, I'm sure no. things can. There was no that, major that, that never that never happened, but but there were there were moments where, um. So when we would do the volunteering event on mm-hmm. the Wednesday night before, he was working before that event. Right. He'd do that event, and then he would go off and do okay. more work. So okay. that one, that, that event, you kind of got a feel for, yeah, you know, there, there's, 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 there's a lot more to this. And right. so, but I think, I think they purposefully carved out that Thanksgiving time okay. so and understood was, it as time that they were going to so, spend. So does he get to know. sit down on the couch, watch the game, unbutton his pants and ease back? I mean, is <laughs> yeah. he uh, hand of the pants kind of thing? No, not, not, not the hand of the pants kind of guy, <laughs> but, but he was, but he was the kickback, watch the game, have a drink. You know, one year we were there, and um, so the first lady had a garden, okay. and uh, and through the garden he had a there was a there was a someone on his staff, someone on the on the on the on the on the kitchen staff was a um, was a uh, was a brewmaster on their own time, so they okay. you know he was a hobby brewmaster. Okay, so they took some of the ingredients from the garden. And he and the president crafted their own brew. Okay. And so that year, the president would walk up to me and go, you want to have one of my beers? And I'm like, <laughs> I'll have a beer. No, you want one of my beer? I, I, I brewed my own beer. I brewed my own beer. So the presidential <laughs> ale. And so that was like, he was super proud of that. That was like right. a big thing that he was like excited right. about was his, uh, was his presidential ale. Oh. And uh, so, you know, so yeah, we would. So there's a little bit of pride back. there. We'd have a, yeah. So we'd have a drink. We'd, we'd, you know, we'd. We'd kick back, we'd have fun, but but you know what? There were times too where he was like, "Guys, I'm tired. I gotta go to bed." You know, he would he okay. would he would go off to bed because he was he was he was tired. You yeah. know, and he was keeping obviously keeping presidential hours. So right, um, yeah, it was it was. Uh, so he, he so he was able to enjoy. He it. was able to what, enjoy what, what we would consider a traditional thing. He was able to enjoy what 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 would what you would consider a traditional holiday in the throes of all the craziness. He was able to do that. Huh. He was able to do that. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So you got to do that for eight years. Yep. Um, the the last big event that you attended in D.C. with uh, with your cousins. Yeah. So the last so. To give you a point of context, the last time we were there for Thanksgiving was the last time that I thought was going to be the last time we were there. Okay. So, so stealing ashtrays or well, <laughs> we we weren't we weren't picking stuff up because I think it's a federal offense to like grab a like grab Nancy Reagan's china or something oh, yeah. or grab somebody's fork. Um, but they so we went and. Um, so the last time we were there, you know, you're, you're, we weren't really photo takers, you know, right? because we just, you know, we didn't want to overstep. Right. The last time we were there, we were taking a few more photos. We were, we took a, we took a family photo together. Um, we, and you, you know, you really took your time walking out of there. And really the only, the only saving grace 
of the last time that I was there because I had told people, look, they're gonna have to literally they're gonna have to drag me out of here. They're gonna have to <laughs> Secret Service is gonna have to is gonna have to grab me by my ankles and literally I'm gonna be holding onto a pillar and they're gonna have to like drag me out of there. And um we went to um so you know we were we were taking our time getting out of there. Um a lot of family photos, um kind of being pulled out, you know, not, not you know eventually going out. And the one saving grace was um, the uh, African American museum of history and culture Mm -hmm. had just, had just opened and launched. Okay. And when we researched going there as part of our family trip that year, you couldn't get in until like April of the next year till April 17, when we looked at it in September of 16. And so they were able to pull some strings for us and get us in as as family awesome. members nice. and so that was the next morning and so i was so excited about going to the museum that it actually took a little bit of the sting off of walking out of the white house for the last time <laughs> so so i walk out of the white house i'm like boy that was a good run that's yeah. a good run good run good run you know and it's like you know and then you say to yourself man i don't think my black ass ever getting up in here again you know you're like oh i can't foresee any circumstance by which i'm going to end up being in this place again but hey Good run. See you right. later. Um, well, you got then, to, you got to have more Thanksgiving dinners there than most presidents. Yeah, I had a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that true. Were, you know, I've got Jimmy Carter. Yeah, you got, got, you got Jimmy Carter got, beat. You got, got Nixon got, beat. Got, you got, got Ford beat. beat. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of guys beat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when, um, so that next morning, not the next morning, the next week, like the next Monday or Tuesday, I called my mom, said to her, "Hey, you know." Um, yeah, it was fun, you know. And then, she, and then, and then, my mom says to me the magic words that 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 instill kind of hope, mm-hmm. happiness, and fear all at the same time. <laughs> She's like, "Well, you know, they're gonna have one last party." And I'm like, "Really?" So now, all of a sudden, I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna pull this money because because I, I know I want to go to this party because right. these parties are right serious serious business. These parties are. A list of the A list. This is where you want. This is where you want to be. Right. And um, so, kind of waiting around, seeing if this is going to happen. And then a couple of days later, you get an official invite okay. saying that there is going to be one last shindig. And uh, you know, would you like to come? And so we signed up, and we went out there for that one last party. So I think that was maybe a couple of weeks before. His term ended. We right. had a party in early January of that year, okay. of this year, early January of this year. And that was pretty off the hook? or Yeah, I mean, so it, it, it was different in the sense that um, uh, it was different security checkpoint. It was a different security infrastructure. Okay. Um, so imagine, if you will, going in to a, going on a ride at Great America Okay. And you have the mazes, you know, yeah. and you're checking in. You know, you're told it's going to 40 it's going to take about 45 minutes to check into the party because there's always separate checkpoints into right. those kinds of things. But when you're going through the mazes, you're 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 mazing, but you're like, "Oh, I'm mazing and passing Dave Chappelle every time." Or I'm mazing <laughs> and I'm passing, you know, this billionaire person or oh, there's uh is that uh there's Lord Michael, you know, kind of thing, okay. kind of amazing kind of thing. So it takes a little bit of the a little bit of the brunt off and then you you go on to this party and you're like, oh my goodness, is that, that's Bruce Springsteen. And you're just walking around and you're just seeing these people. And we talked about this earlier. Uh, they take your phones okay. because what they don't want you to do 
is they don't want you to take the phone. They don't want you using your phone to like pull a selfie with Chris Rock or they don't want you to take, you know, they don't want you doing that kind of stuff. And they also don't want you taking pictures of the celebrities that are there. So everybody in attendance, celebrity or not, everybody, they take, they, they take your phone away and, and then they, it's, it's like a code check, a phone check. And one of the greatest things about that is, so so a lot of people have said to me, oh, you didn't get a chance to take any pictures or have any selfies or record the moment. But what it does is it evens the playing field. Everybody there is on the same level because I'm not proving myself as a rabid fan because I'm walking up to some celebrity and saying, hey, can I get a picture with you? That celebrity is looking at you going, well, he's at the party. He must be cool. Right. So the conversations, the more relaxed, everybody's more relaxed and it's, and it's, it's a ton of people and everywhere you look, you're seeing, you're seeing all these interesting people and you're like, wow, you know, and you get a chance to kind of see people in their element. You get a chance to see people laid back. And it was, that was the interactions were more. The interactions with people were more were actually bigger than actually being just in a room with a person. Sure, and, well, they're uh, genuine, and and it, and it was and it was very genuine. I mean, they, you know, there was so you know if you if you reeled off five if you reeled off five of your favorite celebrities, I I would imagine you might be able to touch one, maybe two of the people in this room that were okay. in this room. So you want to play? You want to try it? Um. Oh. You know, I, I I guess this is you caught me off guard. No, I didn't mean to catch you off guard. No, no, no. I'm just I'm trying to think who would be Charles Woodson. Well, that would be <laughs> that's that, your record. That, that's Aaron's. the Packer. So was there a Packer there? There was not a Packer there. There was not a Packer there. There were NFL guys there though. There right. was uh, who's a who's a guy for that just retired from Detroit? The uh, Calvin. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Johnson, he was there. Okay. He was there. Yeah, you know, I would... Megatron? I, Megatron. Megatron was there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Megatron was there. Bad knee and all. Yeah, um, yeah I guess, um, you know, if I think think of entertainment, I, and again, I I have the the celebrities I would ogle. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then there's the people that you would just want to... I don't know. Um, you know, somebody like De Niro, maybe, or... I'm sure, he was there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Scorsese would be there. Well, Scorsese, I think he might have been. I'm not sure. Okay. He's I'm short. Sure. You might have missed him. He's, uh, he's Spielberg guy. was there. Spielberg. He threw me out. He was there. He was there. Yeah. Spielberg, Lucas. Yeah. Um, yeah, you always wonder, you know, um, I guess I'd have to look to my childhood. You know, I'd, I'd love so many different movies for so many different yeah. reasons. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're a movie buff guy. And, uh, You're a movie guy. And, and I used to chase directors, you know. Okay. And, but- uh, yeah, I mean, for the world of celebrity, I guess it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed. It would be kind of, you know, I, Chris Rock. I think would be an interesting person to talk to. Yeah. Um, yeah. At you know, because I think even though he's you know, you know, he's, he's a black comedian, uh-huh. I think his experiences are universal. Yeah. He doesn't kind of go for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like yeah. like yeah. Uh, you know, um, like a th- well, not even a Tommy Davidson and Eddie Griffin or something yeah. like that who kind of goes for that yeah. down hard yep. you know, yep. South yeah. Philly experience. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's yeah he and, and and he he actually tells a pretty good story about that party. Yeah, you, you have yeah. to you have to Google his uh, appearance on Kimmel, not Kimmel, but uh, Ballin. Okay. He actually talks about he talks about the party like. Yeah, he has the same observation. I don't think I'm ever going to be up in here again. He starts to tear up, <laughs> and he's like standing there, and, and 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 people are performing, and 
you know, it was um, probably the the most interesting moment um, was my my daughter. Um, so so I used to work for the Bucks, and mm-hmm. so I know basketball guys, and so Ray Allen was there. Okay, and uh, so I walk up to Ray, and I'm introduced, you know, I'm reintroducing myself. You know, he's hey Tony, good to see you. We're talking, and he's standing with a couple of other XNBA players. So he's standing with uh, Magic and Barkley and those guys. And so we're kind of talking. And I'm completely distracted as I'm talking to these guys. Right. So I see my daughter talking to this person. And they're engaged in a conversation. And I'm like, oh, my God. So Krista, my wife, walks up to me. She's like, do you see who Sophie's talking to? And I go, I can't believe it. So then she finishes her conversation, comes back over, and we're like, do you have any idea what you were just doing, who you were just talking to? And she goes, uh, that nice guy, that nice man, he was a really nice guy, really nice guy. And what did you guys talk about? He's like, oh, we kind of, you know, we, we talk about how cold it is here in D.C. And, and he walked up to me and he goes, hi, and you are? He introduced himself to her. Okay. Hi, and you are? And he's he she's he's like so where are you from? And she's like oh I'm from Milwaukee I'm from the Milwaukee area. He's like oh I really like Milwaukee. I come in there every once in a while I do some work. I'm working there. I do some stuff. Mm. Now I'm gonna just interrupt here quick. Okay. Your daughter is stunning. First of all. Thank you very so much. So we must we have to put that in there. So <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard for her to have anybody come <laughs> to up walk and talk up to, to her. her. Right. So he he's talking to her and and we go. Do you have any idea? And she's like, it's just really nice guy. And, 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 and we're like, that's Paul McCartney. And so she's, yeah, Sir Paul, Sir Paul. And he's the nicest guy. Cause I saw him a half hour later, I'm walking to the bar and he's at the bar yeah. and we're standing there and he goes, hi. And you are. And I go, hi, I'm Tony Shields. He goes, hi, I'm Paul. Good to meet you, Paul. Where are you from, Tony? And I go, oh, I'm from, uh, I'm from Milwaukee. He goes, oh, you are? I just met the nicest young lady <laughs> from Milwaukee. Oh, that's my daughter. Oh, we saw you talking to her and chuckle, chuckle. And yeah. that, that's how, that's how that thing rolled. And uh, that's how that party, you know. And that's that was how, just kind of the whole night kind of That's kind of how the whole night was rolling. I mean, you know, there was, um, there was a conversation about, I remember I was talking about how um, they had, um, so this party goes all night. It goes nine o'clock. Uh, starts at nine ish. There's music, entertainment. There's all kinds of celebrity, musical people, and then at one a.m. I'm being told at twelve thirty. People are telling me. Some, one of my cousins is telling me, "Hey, there's going to be a chicken and waffle bar at one a.m." <laughs> and we're like, "Sweet, you know, grub at one a.m." So there's chicken and waffles, and there's this huge bacon bar, <laughs> huge bacon bar. And, oh, they are Midwesterners. And, 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 and it's like this flavored bacon. Literally, I took a bite of this bacon and I thought, I'm going to die. I'm, it's, it's like bacon smothered in brown sugar. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. You know, food's always been good. And there was, a, there was a lady there and she was holding this tray that was empty. And I joked with her. I go, nice save. Nice save on saving the tray. Right. And she goes, thank you. And I go, and she goes, isn't this? is this breakfast for dinner fantastic? And I go, you know, it's funny. My grandpa was a big breakfast for dinner guy. He would make waffles and say, come on over. And this woman's like, 
yeah, you know, I love breakfast for dinner, and I never ever really get to have it because my husband isn't like a huge fan of breakfast for dinner. And, I, and she's like, are you, honey? And he's like, oh, I'm not really a fan. He's laughing. Yeah. No, I'm not really a fan of breakfast for dinner. And they, that you know, they we introduce myself to them. They introduce them. They walk away, and it was um, Bruce Springsteen and Patty Scalfi, and that was. Like that's how the night was. That's just <laughs> that's how the night was. It was so, just like this. So Bruce doesn't go for waffles after Bruce, a gig. Bruce isn't like a big waffle guy. He wants something else. <laughs> he wants something else. And so yeah, so they were. You know, we were just kind of. It was just. It was that. It was that kind of party. So, and then the party that this particular party. So you know they're serving food at one. So either you know the party's going till right till whenever. And so by the time the party ended. Late at night, four thirty. Literally, it was like, okay, it's time to go home. You know, my right. family's already looking at my girls. Are like, we wanted to leave at three thirty. You know, <laughs> you would, you always, you know, you you know me a long time, Steve. Right. You know, I like to stay till bar time. Yeah, I know. And I know. so, and so, and I'm we're, like, and, hey, and then we're going to the after party. I'm staying to bar time. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be here when they bust this bad boy up. And um, so, so walking out of the White House the last time. I kind of floated out on the buzz because I'm realizing I just was in a, a an experience that I will never ever be able to repeat, and it's been a good run. It's been right. one hell of a run. Tone, right? White House out, peace <laughs> out, you know, kind of thing. I'm not so, going to grab onto the pillars. Yeah, I'm not going to grab onto the pillars. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out peacefully with a little dignity. I'm going to go out with a little bit of dignity. So, <laughs> but it, you know, it was. Um, and a lot of bacon, but yeah, bacon in my pocket because I, you know, you got to steal the bacon. <laughs> but the, uh, but but it was, you know, it was just one of those instances that have been produced, and there were a lot of moments that personally, I would say to myself, my goodness, how in the world did I get here? How do we get here? This is just unbelievable. You know what we're seeing, what we're doing, what's going on. It was it was yet another experience that you know, um, that you know the the what what's what's interesting is is that what you think about from how how hard that job is and how hard, I mean, the, the, obviously the the magnitude of responsibility that you mm -hmm. have, I'm I'm happy for them that they were able to have moments where they were able to really enjoy it, right? By virtue of those kinds of experiences, sure. because. When you're carrying well, and include other people yeah, too. and include other people and include us in this right. type of thing because when you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders you gotta you gotta you know we all need work-life balance you know we all need balance right they need they need balance on a higher level right. because of just the magnitude of what of what they're doing and what you what you come to see is is that um the the celebrity group people of all different walks of life all different shapes all different colors just really admire them, admire the post, admire and respect the office right. and what's out there. And that's, it's kind of a cool thing to see. It's kind of a cool thing to see it. And they created ways to put us all on the same playing field, to put right. us all in the same zone. And that, that, that really is something that I'm very appreciative that they were able to allow us to be part of an experience like that. They were able to allow me to be able to experience something, create lifelong memories for us as our family and just be able to kind of, you know, my son-in-law was at this party, was at the party and he's looking at me and he's like, you know, he, you know, he, I think he started going to Thanksgiving uh, maybe 2014. So he had, hadn't had a lot under his belt. He was, he was a one-term guy, if you right. will. And, you know, we're just <laughs> looking at each other like, man, 
he's like, you know, we really should be writing down everybody that we see. And I'm like, just try to remember, just try to try to focus <laughs> so that we can talk about this tomorrow. Right. And we've never had that conversation. We have to have that right. conversation at some point. Like, okay, who do we see? It's six months later. Who do we see? Right. We got to remember who we saw and what we did. So, but it was a great way to leave it. Okay. We left it all on the floor. We left it on the dance floor. It was a great <laughs> night. It was a great night. It was a great, it was night. A great night. Great night. Great way. It, would, it sounds like it would sum up basically your whole experience. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice culmination, yeah. if you will. It was a nice culmination of, of everything that was out there, and it was a nice opportunity for us to spend time with our family, our extended family, our, our, our total family, and, and friends who we've come to meet uh, by virtue of by virtue of the president and the first lady, um, that we, you know, we had opportunities to just have really terrific experiences, mm-hmm. that stuff that you just would not trade for anything in the world, and- you try, you know, this is the first time I've really talked about a lot of this stuff, kind of talked about it kind of in this kind of forum. And, you know, one of the things that you didn't want to ever do was take it for granted. Right. I never want, you know, what it, has, what it has taught me is, it's taught me to kind of live in the moment. You know, I've always been that guy who, you know, I'm eating one meal, thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner tomorrow. You know, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> oh, this burger is terrific, but tomorrow I'm going to, I'm thinking about ribs, you know, right. so you're thinking about, and, and, what it, and what it taught me was, um, Live in the moment. Enjoy the burger. Enjoy this thing right now because this burger is slamming. This yeah. is a good thing that's happening in your life. And so um, it was It was a good opportunity to yeah. kind of do some so stuff. That was kind of your biggest takeaway. Well, and it sounds like they've kept the same tradition. I mean, it, you know, yeah. you started talking about how you guys all got together and how you all gathered and how you all grew up together. Yep. And, and it seems like it's just been a natural progression. Yes. You know? it, 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 sounds, it seems like Michelle invited him in and said, hey, you're this part of our family and then he invited you all he in to this, he, yeah, this he, bigger you know he paid a lot of res- he paid a lot of respect and homage to uh michelle's uh love for her family and absolutely and uh yeah you know there you know the, the those moments you know where we're you know where you know where we gather around as a family and we pray mm-hmm. you know we're paying over and being thankful for our food and he's leading the prayer and you know, it's great. It's just great moments. It's great um, opportunities to share as a family. And, you know, most of us wouldn't change, you know, our the opportunities, those really good opportunities to be with our family and to share, to be around people that you love. And we weren't, our experiences weren't much different than that. They were just in, they were just in a very significantly historic place. Right. And, uh, and, and that was, you know, that was, you know, that was, that was the, that was the the rub of it was that we were in a very historic, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, eating dinner and looking at, you know, eating dinner or watching football and over my shoulder is the iconic presidential photo of, of John F. Kennedy. And you're like, that is the actual photo of John F. Kennedy that we see, (laughs) you know, wow, is that, there's a portrait of Ronald Reagan. Very cool. You know, and, and, and one of the, I think one of the other things that, you 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 check politics. You check you you leave that at the door in, in many respects because you you acknowledge the different types of people with the different types of ideologies who who have inhibited that place, and you respect all of it. You respect all that history, right? And it's okay. and it's just a it, it, it's a super cool experience. I have no idea how the heck I would ever get back in there, but if I <laughs> but if I you know I'm Tony. Well, you guys know me. Well, it's, well, it's interesting because I, I I tell the story I tell the story a lot. I have had the opportunity 
in the course of my lifetime to shake hands with, I think, four U.S. presidents. Okay. Um, and only, and the only U.S. president I've shaken hands with is through this through this experience is actually Barack himself, the president. All the other times were just happenstance situations that happened that I happened to have exposure and be near a president or in a receiving line or something else. I was at a funeral one time. Jimmy Carter was at those kinds of things. And I would tell anybody it's a little bit, you know, only because I, I, I do struggle somewhat with, with the political leanings and some of the things that, that the current president has, but I, I, I just, do, I just, I, I just don't think that anybody, if given the opportunity to meet and have exposure to the president of the United States, how you have to, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. You have, right. you have to, right. because, you know, I mean, if, 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 if someone said to me, Hey, you have an opportunity, if you have an opportunity to meet George W. Bush, if I mm-hmm. have an, if I, I had the opportunity to shake hands, if, if, if I hadn't done that, ten, eight years after the fact, eight years after he's been out of office, knowing what I know now, I would be very disappointed with myself for not doing that. I would have been very disappointed with myself for saying, I got to let the partisan politics come into play. Right. I'm not right. going to meet this president. I'm not going to meet the president of the United States. Um, so, you know, and, and part of that is, is that a lot of these guys, while there's the, 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 the partisan politics and all this other us against you, me against you, right. us against whatever. Us versus that's them. really that's really for the other guys. When you're in that office, you're really concerning yourself with. You really should be concerning yourself with all American citizens and right. what's in the betterment and the best for the country. And I think I think that I I sincerely believe that um, President Obama brought that to to the job mm-hmm. every day. And uh, so you didn't feel a partisan spin to it when you spent time with him or in that White House. You didn't. Right. Sp- you didn't. You didn't. I didn't personally feel right. it. I, I was. I was proud to be there, and honored to be there. And I was just as excited to see the picture of Ronald Reagan as I would have been to be excited to, as I was when I saw the picture of Bill Clinton because I'm looking at pictures of the real presidential portraits of right. the president of, of the United States. Right. Well, you're respecting the reverence and respecting, of the and respecting the reverence of the place. So right. yeah, that right. was, Absolutely. that was, right. yeah. That, and that's an important component of us. I think as a family, we really respected the place. We right. really, we respected the place. We respected Barack and Michelle's privacy. We were, we, we respected a lot of the things that were, that were necessary for us to, a get invited back because you don't want to you don't want to screw up you know you want to do something right. you want to do something stupid put put a fork in your sock and all of a sudden you ain't getting invited back right, right. and the feds come over to your house to get it back you know yeah it's on tape Tony bring yeah, it I back know, I know. so so yeah so that was always a great experience being able to do that stuff okay good well wonderful Tony I'm so glad you had the opportunity we yeah. finally got the opportunity to talk about this yes and go over your experiences. it was a true pleasure yes yeah, it was, it, thank it, you very insightful and I appreciate you sharing your personal experiences You're with very us very welcome and uh, you'll come back sometime, won't I you? I will. I will. Let's talk community next time. We'll do that too. We'll talk about. <laughs> well, or we can we'll talk, talk about the bus. We'll talk about the work. Yeah, inside well, view no. of. Now, before I cut inside, away, inside inside of like the what it was like to work for the Bucks in yeah. the '90s. There are some stories yeah. there too. But uh, more stories, I'm sure. Not always reverent, but there are right. stories. So, but I appreciate you sharing these personal experiences with us. You're very welcome. Uh, wonderful to hear. I love. I mean, 
anybody who knows me, I enjoy talking about family and I love sharing family stories and hearing family stories and, um, especially something on such a grand scale. Yes. So, well, that was absolutely the underlying theme of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's just the, I love how, you know, Hey, we grew up together and that's just, it's always been expected that we're going to be together. Yeah. As, as, you know, as, as families drift and ebb and flow and you, you know, you lose touch and you come back, there's always a time when you sit down and you have a meal and you talk some shit. And, <laughs> right. you know? and, that's, and that's, and that's a good thing. And, and, and it, it grounds you. It obviously sets that. an example for your kids. Uh, and you know, and I'm just, I'm just grateful that I'm grateful that my kids were old enough to experience it and that they that there was still a sense of wonderment for them and just as a family as an immediate family for us to be able to enjoy those experiences together you know it's just stuff i wouldn't trade for anything in the world absolutely wouldn't trade it for anything in the world right all right tony thank you again you're very welcome thank you for tony shields thank you tony thank you so much dc dc insider yes Uh, yeah DCA, but I'm not a DC or insider. I'm now a Milwaukee. It's now I'm a Milwaukee insider. Yeah, so, you're, yeah. so so I'll, I'll have to give you guys an update because I have no idea where the heck I'm spending Thanksgiving this no. year. I have well, no idea. Oh, Steve says. So I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome here as long as the cheese and platter place. Right yeah. Here. Okay. Cheese and dough. I got some place to go. So we'll see where it, where yeah. it end up. But I got one place to go. That's right. If I can, it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> You'll you'll get to meet the cook too. I mean, are you, how are you going to feel if I'm you know if I'm sitting in your? Are you going to wonder? Are you going to be like, boy, what was going through Tony's head? Is he sitting in my house at Thanksgiving? Yeah, and well, last you know, year he was at the White House. You're getting China and plastic silverware, so <laughs> so can, I can put that one of those in my sock. You can put those in your sock. Those in my sock. Got it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks again, Tony. Aaron, thank you for your thanks, time Aaron. again today. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And this is uh, me, Steve Italiano, the host of the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast, saying. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful episode. And if you do have any comments for us, uh, you can look us up a couple different ways. Um, Our podcast server is through Podbean, so you can go to our website, uh, which is listenupmke.podbean.com. You can comment through there, or you can send us a direct email. Please send Steve a comment. Please somebody send me an email. (laughs) Somebody say hi to Steve. And uh, but you can download uh, past episodes there too. You can comment and share if you wish to share it. Um, Also, our email address is listenupmke at yahoo.com. So drop us a line. If you're getting us through iTunes or the Google Play Store, please give us a thumbs up and a five star rating so that other people can find us. Again, thanks for joining us in this episode. Take care.